Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Hello, hello, beautiful Manifesto listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. Today, you've got my voice again, talking to you all about more detail of manifestors and money. This is part two of a three-part podcast series that we're going to do. If you haven't listened to part one, you might want to jump back to last week at the last episode and have a listen to that one because we talked all about how manifestors actually attract money, how manifestors actually earn money and receive money and bring money in because, of course, like everything that we do, receiving money for a manifestor is done very, very differently to the way that it is done for other energy types. So that's definitely well worth a listen. have had amazing responses from that episode, and we are charging on to part two of Manifestors and Money, talking all about the things that block us from receiving money. Specifically, we're going to dive into doubt. We're going to dive into fear. And we're going to dive into conditioning. Those are really the three big ways that manifestors specifically block themselves from receiving money, stop themselves from experiencing this natural flow of money that comes to you as a manifester. Now, I want to preface this by saying there are many, many deeper details of your chart that speak to you about your relationship with money. And those are not things that I can reasonably explain to you in a podcast episode. Those are things that really require a deeper deeper level of teaching, um, require coaching if you're going through somebody else, but you're going to be wanting to look into areas about your energy centers, about your gene keys, about your um, the astrology of your gates. That's where we really find intel about the specific nuances, you know, all of those things that make you different and that give you intel and insight into your specific relationship to money and perhaps how you might be blocking yourself. What we're talking about here in this episode is looking at manifestors in general, right? Looking at manifestors kind of across the board and saying, as an energy type, how do we experience money and how do we also block ourselves as manifestors from receiving money? In the final installment of this podcast series, so part three next week, we're going to talk a bit more in a focused way about manifestors in business. We're going to talk about pricing and selling in terms of its relationship to money for manifestors in business. So if you're a manny in business, that's going to be a great one for you to listen to. If you're not a manifestor in business or you are and you just really need to learn about like your blocks and your conditioning here, then this episode is going to be amazing for you. Now, 
When we talk about receiving money as manifestors, if you listen to that episode last week, you will know that really the way that we receive money as manifestors is by trusting that our initiations are what is going to bring financial abundance to us, that we are going to be protected, that we are going to be looked after, that in fact, the universe or source or God or whoever that may be for you, that that energy is going to lovingly support you by providing you the money that you need and the money that you desire when you initiate. It's when we start stepping out into trying to do all of the things we are responding, we're trying to consistently create, we're trying to be that generator or that manifesting generator. That's when we start getting ourselves into difficulty because the flow of money stops coming to us. We step back into that old narrative of I have to work hard in order to earn money. When actually as manifestors, you're not designed to work hard to earn money. You're designed to initiate, to trust yourself to initiate and therefore the money flows to you. So you're not earning anything. You're just receiving it when you allow yourself to be in alignment. When we go into that deeper, we can really start to see these three core ways in which we block money coming to ourselves as manis. And this begins with doubt. You will always hear me talking about doubt with manifestors. I mention it so frequently and and so consistently, partly because my conscious son is the, the gate of doubt. And so I really am here in this lifetime to navigate through doubt, to understand doubt and to utilize doubt for exactly what it is um, as an asset for us. But additionally, doubt is the Achilles heel of a manifestor. Doubt is the single biggest place where we are going to experience resistance and difficulty as a manifestor. In fact, doubt is your best friend. It's your travel buddy. It's your like co-working partner for the rest of your existence. And if you haven't kind of come to a place of seeing that yet or having clarity around that, I encourage you to be quite reflective. Look back on your last several years of, of your journey as a manifester in work, in business, in relationships, in self-awareness and self-growth, and start looking for the ways that doubt has played a role. As manifestors, because we are initiating things that have never been seen before, okay, we're, we're initiating blind and we're doing it so differently from everyone else. We are the only ones that independently initiate from this internal source. We're closed off from everyone else, right? And we're initiating from our creative urge, from this sort of illogical, abstract inner voice that says, hey, do this thing, initiate this thing, go go out there and create this or go this direction. And we never, ever, ever receive that with an instruction manual. We never receive that with, you know, a strategic plan or any sense of certainty. In fact, doubt could probably be interchanged with the word uncertainty because both of them are bedfellows of ours. We, we don't experience a lack of doubt, right? We don't experience certainty because we don't receive the urges for our initiations from something that's already been done before. Simply by the nature of being the initiators, that means that we're receiving this this urge, this call to initiate something that has never been done, that has never been seen, that is unproven, that is uncharted, that is untested. So immediately doubt creeps in. We doubt whether the urge is, is reasonable. 
right? We doubt whether the urge is ours to follow. We doubt whether what we are being called to initiate will actually work. We doubt whether it will be received well. We doubt whether people will judge it or criticize us. We doubt, you know, whether we'll be accepted. In fact, we worry that we'll be rejected. We doubt whether we individually have the ability to initiate it and to create it. We doubt that we have what it takes. We doubt that we have the intelligence, the knowledge, the energy, the focus, um, the the support crew around us. And most importantly, we so significantly doubt that our initiation has the ability to make us money. We doubt that the initiation is going to provide financial resource because we don't have the instruction manual. We don't have the plan. We don't have that strategic map out that says, here's what you need to initiate. Here's how to do it. Here's how to ensure it's successful. Oh, and by the way, here's how you're going to earn money and this is how much you're going to receive for it. We don't receive any of that that intelligence, right? We just receive the urge. And so we get this urge of like, well, here's this thing that's never been done before. (laughs) Whoops, off you go. Just trust yourself through this process. Put it out in the world. Trust that people are going to receive it well. Trust that you're going to do it well. But also trust that somewhere from somehow from something, this is going to bring you the money that you need. So, of course, it seems very mentally reasonable, very mentally reasonable for us to logically talk our way out of this. Because we say, I cannot logically see how this is going to bring me money. Therefore, it is not going to bring me money. Therefore, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do something that's more certain. I'm going to follow something that is less of a gamble, less of a risk. I'm going to go and get a nine to five job. I'm going to ensure that I know what my salary is. You know, I'm going to um, make sure that my savings are all stacked up. I'm going to make sure that even if I do follow this manifesto role of initiating, I'm going to have enough money in the bank to see me through a year of doing this out on my own, just in case it fails, just in case it doesn't bring me anything. This all centers from doubt, Doubting that money will arrive from your initiations. And we see that doubt shows up in our behavior, not necessarily explicitly as doubt, right? Doubt shows up in our expression and in our behavior as worry. We ruminate on things. We worry about it. We, we get anxious about it. We go over and over and over it in our head. We physically feel worried. We mentally worry, okay? And it also shows up as criticism. That is either criticism of self or criticism of others or criticism of things. We criticize ourselves for our seeming inability to do this perfectly. We criticize other people for not seeing us, for not recognizing us, for not allowing us, for not paying us the right amount. We criticize things, systems, structures, you know, products, projects, services. We, we criticize things and say, well, that didn't work. That's not perfect. And perhaps even we criticize it to the point of saying, I could do better because that absolves us from then having to take any action. Oh, I could do better, but I'm just not going to. We get very, very critical, but really where where that starts to become uh, very harmful to ourselves is when we criticize ourselves. It's when we say, I'm not perfect. I'm not good enough to do this. I'm inadequate. I'm going to fail at this. I'm going to be a failure. I'm going to repeat past mistakes. I'm going to put so much work into this and it's going to be meaningless, right? All of these ways in which we criticize ourselves into paralysis. All of that centralizes from doubt. 
initially it stems from this place of doubting that any of this is going to work, doubting that our initiation is going to work and doubting that our initiation is going to bring us financial sustenance and financial abundance. So the key here is to understand that the antithesis to doubt is trust. We spoke about this a lot in the last episode. You need to start navigating through trust, Manifesta. You need to let the universe step up to catch you. You need to trust that if you do a free fall off that cliff, that the universe is going to have a net there and it's going to meet you. There is no other way around this. I would love to give you some sort of more comfortable, secure system. And I get asked this a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Manifestors ask me this all the time and my answer is always the same. As brutal as it seems, we are designed to jump off cliffs and have the universe catch us. So no, you cannot experience this state of trust with financial flow from your initiations until you've blindfolded yourself and jumped off the cliff and then seen the evidence that the universe jumped up to catch you with the money that you need. It's a risk. Of course it's a risk. But it's a trusted risk. Now, moving on to the next area that blocks us from money, we're talking about fear. Fear, 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 fear. I mean, when we look back at that analogy of you are the cliff diver, you're the person blindfolding yourself and jumping off the cliff and hoping that the universe catches you, that is riddled with fear. We fear failing. We fear repeating past mistakes. We fear making new mistakes. We fear being inadequate. We fear being judged. We fear being criticized. We fear being taken advantage of or controlled. We fear going broke. We we fear starvation. We fear losing our homes. Fear is an enormous driving factor. And when we continue to allow ourselves to feel this fear and to let it paralyze us, What it does is that it stops us from initiating. We don't initiate or we don't initiate fully. We initiate in like these hidden back corners. We initiate in this safety. We initiate in these seemingly more secure ways where perhaps what we feel is like we are a teacher and we are a leader and we need to be out there and we need to be seen, but we create, you know, physical products and hide behind a website. In my own journey, when I was first moving into the online space, I was so riddled with fear. I had experienced so much of a sense of failure in my previous business. Even though it was a financial success, I felt like such a failure. And that fear paralyzed me so deeply that when I finally, after 18 months, I finally worked my way into moving back into business and tried to do it in the online space, I hid behind a blog And I I didn't even use my name on that blog, right? It was secretive. I never put my photos on there. I never signed my name to anything. And I thought, this is safe and this is secure. And no surprises, it was not successful. Even though the blog was perfect, even though I followed all of the strategies, even though it made some money, even though some people really liked it, it did not take off. It was not a success because it was driven from a place of fear. It was driven from a place of hiding and therefore I was not fully initiating. When I allowed myself to fully initiate, to fully follow my creative urge, to really be seen, I stepped into being a public face of my own brand and I stepped into coaching. 
I stepped into teaching and that progressively as I've moved through online business, I have stripped more of that desire to hide away, away, away until I believe I'll always be doing that. But I am at a point where I can have awareness of when I'm I'm choosing to cringe and when I'm choosing to hide away and seeing that that is limiting my initiation and that always, always, always disrupts the flow of money to me. All of a sudden, the money dries up. All of a sudden, the sales stop coming in. All of a sudden, there are expenses that wipe my bank account out. You cannot let fear dictate things for you, Manifesto. You are here as an energetic body to experience fear and to develop wisdom around fear. So running away from fear does you no good and it does nobody else any good. And it certainly does not bring you money. Now, finally, we're going to look at conditioning. There are all types of conditioning in human design, okay? You can experience conditioning in your um, undefined or open centers. You can experience conditioning that shows up as shadows in your defined energy. You can experience that, that same shadow on your gates and on your channels. You can also experience conditioning specifically around your money story and your money mindset and you know the way that you view money, how you've been taught about money by your family, any money experiences that you've had. These are all conditionings, right? Any experience that we have as humans creates a a, a kind of a, a framework, I guess, of conditioning within us because that's what your subconscious is here to do. It's here to take in information and create narratives around it. And sometimes those narratives are false. And and that's where the deconditioning process begins for us. So conditioning around money is a pretty wide topic right? We can experience a lot of different types of conditioning in a lot of different ways about a lot of different areas of money. But specifically as manifestors, where we experience a lot of conditioning is around that sacral energy, around having that undefined or open sacral energy. What we see is our sacral beings being able to receive money by doing They do things, they respond, they create, they complete, they feel satisfied, they receive money. And immediately we take on that conditioning and say, well, I'm not not working hard enough. I'm not doing enough things. I'm not completing stuff. I'm not being creative consistently enough. I need to do more. I need to work harder. Hard work equals success and success equals money. So therefore, if I want to receive money, I need to be pushing myself. I need to be saying yes to things. I I need to be constantly working hard, constantly productive, constantly creating. And you can already see how damaging that is for a manifester, obviously, because that's not the way that we're designed. We're designed to be the opposite. So when we start kind of uh, being compelled and magnetized into that, that conditioning, What happens is that we block the flow of money to us and we end up working hard and no money and working harder and no money and working harder and harder and harder and no money, no money, no money. And it doesn't matter how hard we work, it doesn't seem to unlock that flow of cash coming into our bank accounts. So we we criticize ourselves. We are harsh about it because then our subconscious is looking for evidence of this narrative And it looks externally, it looks at all the generators and the manifesting generators around us and it says, well, it's working for them. Why isn't it working for us? It should work for us. We need to work harder. We need to keep going. We need to repeat this over and over. 
Cracking that conditioning, really working on deconditioning your sacral center, even if that's not in specific relation to money, is going to have a big impact on your money. It's going to have a big impact on your ability to simply receive finances and receive that supportive money coming into you, even when you're not working hard. And this is going to show up most predominantly in your rest cycle. Deconditioning yourself to allow yourself to honor that rest cycle to really absorb all of the sacredness and all of the growth that happens in that rest cycle, that is going to unlock money. That is going to allow the energetic exchange and balance and flow of money to come to you. And if you want to learn more about rest cycles, there's a great replay of a Manifestor Masterclass called Energy Cycles that you can go and grab. It goes deep, deep into the creation cycle and to the rest cycle and to understand all of it. But if you are not honoring your rest cycles... If you are trying to work hard through your rest cycles, you are blocking money. Okay, even though the narrative might seem like I have to keep working hard to keep the money come to me, the opposite is true, Manifesta. The opposite is true. If you are not resting in your rest cycles and you are not honoring that that sacredness and that, that space that's been created for you in your rest cycle, you are actually not receiving money because you are out of alignment and that blocks the abundance that comes to you, the abundance in the form of money. So really working on deconditioning that sacral center is just going to be so powerful for you and so transformational for you. Okay, that's all we've got for looking at money blocks for manifestors. Like I said, there's so many other areas to go into this in human design. I have teaching in other spaces and other products around you know, money and manifestors. One of the ones that is coming up, it is not quite released just yet, but if you keep a watch on the page for another week or so, you'll see that there is a manifestor business bundle that is coming out. This goes deep into money, um, into your relationship with money, into healing that, into understanding your relationship with money, specifically through the lens of business in particular. So if this is an area that you're struggling in, you definitely want to be getting your hands on that or just having a look through the the page and, and getting a sense of whether you feel like you're called to it. In the meantime, we have one more episode in this money series, part three. We're going to be going into pricing and selling in a business as a manifester and how that impacts your money. So I cannot wait to chat to you about all of that then. It's going to be such a juicy episode. Thank you so much for joining me here today. And until we meet again for another episode, please keep hunting for purpose. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. I hope that my words, my sharing and the spiritual wisdom that came through today's episode have a magnificently transforming impact on your life. If you love this episode, I would be so humbly and truly grateful if you would share it on your social media. You can tag me on Instagram or Facebook at The Holly Marie. And also please consider taking a moment to leave a review right here on iTunes so that this information, this podcast and this spiritual transformation can be spread to even more people. Again, I cannot wait to see you for the next episode of Hunting for Purpose.